I did a bit of a longer countdown there because obviously I know that you're not feeling well, so I thought I'd give you time to <laughs> compose yourself yeah, thanks. before we sync the audio there. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome. You know, some people call me a hero. <laughs> not you know, hero uh, Yeah, not you. Yeah, that's very true. That's very wise. Probably the Ooh. furthest uh, as they come from a superhero. But, um, I don't Would your super- oh, I know what this is going to be. be. What my power be? This. What would your power <laughs> be? <laughs> what bullshit, man. <laughs> bullshit, man. <laughs> um, oh God, what would my superpower be? Uh, based on my current personality or what I'd want? Um, I don't know. I think I'd be something really bullshit like, um, was it Mr. Elastic? From I was just about to say Fantastic that. Four. Yeah, because I'm long and lanky, that. aren't I? Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I'd wake up and I'd be my superpower would be I'm even more lanky. Um, um, I'd be like, what's her name from Incredibles? The mum. Just be like, ooh, ooh, hey, steady on you, steady you, hey, 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 behave yourself. I'm not for sale. All right, thank you very much. I'm not on the market. Sorry, mate. What would yours be? Um, the 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 world's quickest chain smoker, like Puffman. <laughs> maybe like um vape man. Oh yeah, maybe I could like exhale smoke. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you get into any battle and it just instantly diffuses out your skin like vape. <sighs> the enemies be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, what is that strawberry? <sighs> oh, that's, that's fucking nice, that. Ooh. <sighs> Oh, that's nice, that. Oh, you just give everyone instant backy rush. Um, and, <laughs> like, a massive headache, and then they collapse to the ground. One time I, uh, I, I, one time I smoked a cigarette. One time. I don't know why. <laughs> one time I smoked wow, a cigarette. Wow, Alex. Wow. Um, you can tell, <laughs> tell I'm ill. Um, Very naughty. <laughs> and it. It was a roll up, and I at that time I only really smoked straight, so I wasn't used to roll ups. And like, it gave me such strong backy rush that I turned yellow. <laughs> like, I, come again? I turned yellow. <laughs> like I actually went like yellow. Goodness! Um, See, that's a like, superpower in itself. I don't know how that really happens. But well done. <laughs> I was changing flavors, and like <laughs> I went, yeah, I went into the toilet because I was like, I'm gonna shit myself, and like, great, just sort of sat there in pain, and then I like, looked in the mirror, and I had literally gone yellow. It was like so, so weird because I was also regular, like regularly smoking at that time as well. <clears throat> so I don't know, um, I don't know what, don't know what really caused that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, that's know. awful! Bright yellow, like a Simpsons character. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is, someone, that is nasty. Missing a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Well, I'm very sorry that happened to you, mate. That's um not ideal. I don't think it's that's what ideal. really, you know, they advertise the um you know rotten teeth and crippled lungs on the packets, but they never <laughs> show like. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons, like Homer Simpson on the front, like, oh mate, just getting too much backy rush. Just, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> having to sit down for half an hour. <laughs> Joe, I reckon it was like it was messing with your eyes or something. Well, no, because I came it... out and everyone was like, "You're yellow." 
<laughs> no. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it, Sheep. So, ah, she notes. It's not just in my head. <laughs> ah, fuck, I thought it was lighting. Christ, that's a first. I've never heard that happen before. You just give me more again. reasons not to smoke. Well, I haven't smoked, you know, I haven't smoked in uh, in a few days, probably quite a while now. Longest in a while. So. <laughs> that's, that's quite good for you. Well done. That's pretty good. Well done. I'm proud it's of you, man. Really, it's really out of choice. It's more out of fear of dying. But Yeah. Well, you know, small victories, isn't it? It's a, it's a marathon, mm. not a sprint, as they say. It's very true. Yeah. Very wise. So it's, like a, it's a great and inspirational... You know those inspirational posters? Where they got like, the black border <laughs> and the white text? It's like a, it's yeah, like with a f- like the script Comic Sans. Yeah, and it's in like times. It's a marathon. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, like a, a stock photo pink sunset. Like, yeah, or like a stock photo like penguins huddling. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. With like um like the uh, watermark on it. Mm. Was it like um uh what's like the oh, Getty images? <laughs> right over the penguins. <laughs> yeah, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Adam Bastin, the final draft podcast. <laughs> Just got no correlation to the image. <laughs> no, not not at all. Uh, yeah. Someone uh, someone had listened to make make me like I need several of these. <laughs> yeah. If 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 any of you're out there, um and you have some favourite quotes from the podcast, go go put them on some getty images and uh we'll make a gallery. We'll make it like um <laughs> you know, like Ringo Stars gallery. Like the paint gallery. Limited limited edition prints. Oh, I'm having Set one on my wall, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm having one straight up on my wall. That's perfect. Anyway. this week um unfortunately no. you're quite sick aren't you um i have to covid you've been plagued um i am i am i feel like i've been plagued but mm. we're, we're out here we're making moves um welcome mm. back Final draft podcast we're back it's been a it's been a little minute because of reasons yeah it's been a bit hectic you being ill busy now life is but we're back we're finally doing the Suspiria American Psycho double, double feature. feature. I'm I'm and, excited, uh, man. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. Um, folks, oh, I hope you're excited. Um, calm down, uh, stay in your seats, okay? Yeah, if you're driving right now, listening to this, then um, <laughs> stop speeding. All right, <laughs> slow it down. I just love, I love the I final draft. The same people who are gonna make those get images. So you know, we got we got to please the fans. Um, mm. We want the five star ratings on uh, Apple Music um, and Spotify. <clears throat> you can now do that. Just scrolling down. Just mention anyway. that right off the top. Yeah, anyway. yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I didn't hear anything. Um, I thought about doing the plugs just immediately. So, because I don't know how many people even get to the end. 
<laughs> well, you Just guys have no excuse a... now. All right. Just have the, cold it, so... have the cold open be like, so patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Um, um, I think it's your turn. I think you get to go first. Why don't you tell okay. me about your movie? All right, so uh, this is exciting because we're actually looking at one of my favourite horror movies, uh, which is Suspiria. page open. But I'm pretty sure it came out in 1977. It's quite an old horror film. It did. Yes. Um, oh, look at that. <laughs> Big brain over here. Big brain. Big brain. Um, I've always kind of explained it to people as like like the Alice in Wonderland of horror. Um, it's a really um, encapsulating movie. It really you know, drags you in and doesn't let you go. It's a very effective horror movie. I've said it multiple times. Um, the original is one of my, if not favourite, horror movies alongside um, like The Thing. Um, John Carpet is The Thing, that is. We won't talk about the other one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 directed by um, Dario uh, Argento. Um, if I'm Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Italian. Yeah, re- renowned Italian um, film director. Um, did many kind of walks in horror. Um, I'm specifically known for um, kind of being, yeah, like kind of one of the grandfathers of uh, of um, of horror in that time. Um, and the story of Suspiria, as just a quick summary, is kind of like it. It basically follows um, this American kind of a student ballerina uh, called Susie. Um, portrayed by the wonderful Jessica Harper. Um, and it follows her going to this um, this school in Munich, I believe it is, um, this kind of dance academy. Um, and ever since she, she... It kind of starts off with her arriving in a... I've even forgotten where it is now. I'm great. So I'm so great at this. But yeah, she arrives at the school <laughs> and things start getting a bit spooky. Things are not really right. Things are a bit kind of uncomfortable. And I mean, that you pretty follow much is her. The, uh, that pretty much is, yeah. is, is the plot. <laughs> yeah. You, it's, it's like not, a horror house movie. It's, not, yeah. it's like a horror. It's not a very yeah. plot dense film. No, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those films that is not exactly known for its plot or necessarily kind of like the it's scary elements you know a lot of this movie is is kind of like known as being quite dated in some aspects um but the real emphasis on why it's such a cult classic is in my opinion because it's such a perfect study of how aspects like score and cinematography can amplify um emotion and in this case like horror uh it's a fantastic case study for stuff like that it's um it's something that really interested me in in film school was, was studying um studying his pieces and, and and specifically Suspiria and how that you know where this and why uh it's so important in the history of like of horror films um and yeah why it has a cult following but uh Alex before I kind of eat your ear off with all the things I love about it uh what did you think going to uh Suspiria I don't know if you'd watched it before but I know we'd watched the uh the remake didn't we yeah um, so I'm I'm more familiar with the remake because that's what I saw mm. first. Um, 
I have seen this one before the original. It'd be in a minute, I think. And I think when mm. I watched it, I was kind of half really paying attention to it. Um, you know, it's because uh, it is kind of it's got like those kind of off-putting qualities to it. I think it's quite rough, um, which is something mm. I kind of forgot revisiting. Is that like a you know that, that it, it makes a lot of bold choices in the way in which they're making films at this time kind of um you know it doesn't have the veneer of like a art house kind of horror project that you would have today um mm. it reminded me it reminds me a lot of our conversation about Hausu, um which we covered on the show yes yeah and how that film's just really kind of bonkers and experimental and that's kind of the charming thing about it um mm. I personally don't find Suspiria very like scary, and I don't find it very. Um, <laughs> nor do I find it, the original very engaging. <laughs> to be honest, like, I do think like mm. I, you know, we do talk about like narrative and plot a lot on this podcast, and it's a shame in a way because you know that's that's only a fraction of like what makes film, yeah. and I do love stuff that is very tonal and very. Um, just visual and is this all mm. like kind of the vibe and i think like the vibes of suspiria are like immaculate really like it, it does have that kind of nightmare feel kind of dream logic-y um everything's just a little wishy-washy and confusing mm. um and obviously it's it's all kind of held up with this great kind of bold aesthetic that it, that it uh supports um, I've completely lost my train of thought, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did notice that it is it's hard. It's a little ropey at times. I think it, you know things like whoever the way they shot these films, where like they didn't record sound, everything's overdubbed, and sometimes mm. you don't notice at all, and sometimes you really do notice. Um, it's those qualities that make it a little jarring for me, and I think unlike something like House, where. I'm kind of just charmed by it all. I think some of the blemishes in Suspiria kind of do turn me off a bit and make it a bit of a slog for me, um, just as a kind of an overall watching experience. But there's so much like vivid iconography like injected into the horror sequences that it's worth it ultimately, despite you mm. know its um its kind of clunkiness. Um, there are things about it that people do love that I, I think I kind of turn my nose up at a little bit, which we're getting to. But overall, like, it, yeah, you can see why it's such a, uh, such a, such a like beloved cult classic. And um, yeah, it's kind of it's very iconic, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a unique, yeah, such a unique um, kind of titan in like the horror space of this mm. kind of crazy Jalo uh, masterpiece which a lot of people kind of call it um so yeah i had, a, I had a, yeah it was cool it was, it was really nice to revisit it because it had been like a while since i'd like properly like soaked it up yeah soaked up since i last saw it and this is an interesting kind of genre, genre of horror to um kind of dig into yeah definitely i, I mean it, it's the whole piece of this in my opinion is very it's very fascinating to talk about it's very interesting to talk about i mean um it's probably the hardest film that I've ever had to kind of sell to someone. Um, I remember seeing it for the first time in film school and being obsessed with it uh, and reading up about this production and and the choices that were made to kind of uh, to shoot it in the way that they did. Um, 
but the very interesting conversation is that you know as as <laughs> it's funny when we call ourselves film reviewers because you know um because we own this podcast um but you know <laughs> part of it is basically like um you know at, at, at times a lot of film reviewers and and uh, the plot is the like foundations like if you don't have a good plot it's really hard to kind of like appreciate all the other aspects um so that's why it makes it so hard for me to recommend it because as a film this isn't like a fantastic film um it is very uh sluggish um it 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 is quite hard to chew because it's the, the the actual like um the aspects of the way that they've tried to kind of um kind of like lay out the horror elements are quite dated you know the, the like the jump scares and stuff they don't like scare you they don't like make you like uh they don't uh, not they're not yeah. a lot like um they're like the cheesy. very oversaturated yeah you yeah. you know modern day horror films have a have a very specific blueprint and this doesn't adhere to that whatsoever um i think it speaks more about horror at the time and how it was a lot more experimental um yeah. but the 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 thing that you definitely shouldn't go into this film with is like an idea that the, the actual story of it is going to be something that's going to really engage you um i think what this film is so great about and the reason why i suggested it is because uh you know we've had lots of messages from from different people asking about like okay what's your favorite um visual film or what's your like favorite score in a film and all this kind of things um I think this, you know, when I when I talk to people about cinematography, this is one of the first films I I talk about because of its staple within how important, like how influential this was in horror. Um, this was such a poignant film, um, in, especially uh, what a lot of people refer to is its its tone and color. Um, a lot of what makes it scary is that it all feels very synthetic and unnatural. And very vivid and like, and and just sharp. Like all of the colors, are the, the the process of the film development was that it was one of the last films, or at least features, to kind of go through the the, the original like Technicolor, yeah, um, development. So it means yeah. that they they the colors are just so rich, um, and you know like when you transition from a scene, uh, one of the most like <laughs> Tumblr shots in it is this scene where all of the students are quite spooked. So they get them into the grand like dance hall and they set these drapes and um, they get them all to sleep with, e- you know, like uh, around each other on, on beds and stuff. So they're not as scared during the night. Um, and when the lights turn off, these red lights kind of like fill up the scene um, or in other scenes, like when they go to sleep, the, the green flushes in, like the color flushes in. And, yeah the film was just being really experimental in terms of like you know how can we make it feel like synthetic and, and, and un, uneasy and like show there's a sense of danger and they're really playing with how color can affect emotion but also how it can like aid storytelling and like um emphasize the emotions of characters and uh and, and all these different attributes which is something that like was never really the main focus it was never really the main like starlight in in horror it was always like you know um like composition was a huge thing um the way the editing was specifically a very important thing um and like obviously 
the the main juice of of horror has always been like the the, like the script and the plot and how and the way that the characters interact with each other like when we talked about the thing and how that's basically just like a psych- psychological study and like the shining is is you know it's, it's kind of the same on things like cabin fever and whatever you know that's what makes it scary it's a psychological horror um or body horror where there's so much gore and that's all it is this is kind of like a, a weird kind of in between it's its own world where um it makes it quite yeah tricky to indulge because it's it's not really that nothing really kind of keeps you going like the the translation specifically to like english um from italian makes like dialogue very kind of very kind of like um wooden Mm. um and none of the conversations really flow and it's all a bit kind of weird um and a lot of the decisions that were made make you just sit there and go that was so weird like why was that um but all of that is what it doesn't turn me off it 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 turns me on um per se (laughs) clip that clip that yeah yeah clip that for for lack of a better phrase um it's it it's what makes it interesting to me um you know when when i watch it and i see the uh there's there's a bit at the end with the famous poster scene where she's holding up the knife behind the curtain and this Mm -hmm. thing comes out like the uh, out the doorway and goes towards her and it's like it's hilarious um and it, it like the first time I watched it, I remember the first time I watched it with a group of friends. Um, they all just looked at each other like either in dis, like what the fuck, that was so shit, or it was like they were laughing. And you will have that same reaction. It's it's very dated, but um, yeah, like to clear the air, you know, it's 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 the uh, it's the technical aspects of this film as to why I I, I suggest it. You know, it's um. It's and a even, spectacle, I don't, per I don't, se. And then, and until like, you know, I don't think it was landing with me as much like this time around. To its credit, the kind of oh, artifice sh- of sorry, I almost the... knocked my desk over. It wasn't because uh, <laughs> you just like you know insulted the visual aspect. Of <laughs> no, I love, I love the. Um, I'm, I'm only, I'm, I'm joshing. I love the look of it, and you know, even kind of the the shoddiness and the schlockiness of kind of the, you know, the visual effects and. Uh, you know the editing and and this kind of stuff, the way that it, the film feels a little jagged and jumbled at times, and feels a little mm. plastered together at times. But I think that all adds to the sense of this kind of um of that kind of artifice of the thing. I've heard someone say it's like a it's like a haunted like Disney film, which I think is a great way to describe the film. Like yeah, definitely. It's all kind of. It's all in a otherworldly heightened kind of world where logic doesn't really apply and mm. crazy things can just kind of happen. And yeah, there's all this kind of crazy stuff happening. And there's maggots leaking up the ceiling and you know, bats crawling bit. on the floor. And oh, that makes me that makes me just squirm. I hate maggots. <laughs> That's the one thing I I hate in life is maggots. <laughs> so seeing that for the first time was traumatic. It was it was quite something. But no, you're completely a, right. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's pure nightmare logic stuff, and it's very just interesting. And he, and I think even when like the the script's a little awkward, you know, when characters <laughs> are talking, and it's it just feels weird as an off tone. It's it's kind of like that Lynchian vibe where it's it's you know I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily purposely trying to be so, but the fact that it is adds to you know the the mood board of of everything going on in the film 
I think he, I think even David Lynch once spoke about this film. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I read something he was talking about Suspiria, and it's kind of it was that I think it was commentary on absurdity, um, and whether it is just absurd to be crazy or whether it's absurd to have deeper meaning. Sure. Um, and it's all like obviously about like perspective and whatever. But um, yeah, that's the thing that engages me most about Suspiria. I think is, it's just like it's it feels like the pl- the plot is like an afterthought, um, to simply kind of have fun with like visually and like. Yeah. emotionally interpreted <laughs> yeah, like totally. a nightmare yeah totally. um, and why, i find that really it, i find that really why, interesting why is it set in a dance school because i don't know <laughs> we did we haven't I done don't. one we haven't done one here we haven't done a horror film here so let's do one here yeah it's great <laughs> moving on um what are the baddies witches it's like it's like you kind of just wanted to do yeah it's like you just wanted to visually interpret what a nightmare was yeah. and that's done very effectively um but you know the majority of people who watch this, and included like my own opinion, you know, it's the plot is not like it's really not like amazing. No. Um, I think where this film or the concept of this film really came into strength was obviously when it was remade in twenty eighteen with a completely different um, uh, kind of perspective on how they wanted to tell the story, and it was much more character driven. Sure. Um, you know, the horror aspects were a lot more grounded in a form of realism. Which was yeah. very controversial. I remember like reading up on it at the time, and I kind of disagreed with it because you know I feel that if you if you're going to remake something like as like or cult classic as as as, as a film like this, I think you do have to just kind of go with a completely different angle. We have to. Um, we have to kind of do an inverse, yeah. Because I think the remake is. I, I, what's the point? You know what yeah. I mean. I think the remake is more of a reflection of the original than an actual remake i think it's exactly yeah and really and really like it only shares plot similarities in terms of just like Mm. characters and stuff it's it's a very different film really when you look at it again in terms of its approach to horror in terms of its visual palette um it's got you know winks and nods and references and stuff in terms of like the uh so in terms of the original but it's a very different film and yeah it is more narrative kind of heavy and it's more it focuses on mood and stuff and has a very, and has similar elements like a distinct score and like distinct cinematography but it's all it's all pointing in a very different place um mm. whereas this you know it's very outlandish and the music is very abrasive and in your face and <laughs> mm. uh and kind of garish but that's all kind of part of the tone you know yeah. the blood squirts are you know, neon pink and like paint. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's exactly. That's part of the aesthetic and the vibe of the film. Yeah, that's what really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what really this piece is about. Is is building that world and, um, yeah, like the <laughs> the the blood being so like bright and and, and colorful and all of the the, the like the, the the gore being so like overtoned. Um, it's meant to just kind of make you really uncomfortable throughout the entire thing. It doesn't want you to just like y- you are watching a visual nightmare. And one aspect of this film, I think, what makes it so iconic is um, Goblin's score for this. Um, they were uh, an experimental kind of band at the time. I think they were also Italian. Um, be really embarrassing if they're not. I'm just pretty certain that they are. Uh, but um their score was amazing because it was actually a very like well-made like 
score like, I, I remember hearing specifically like i knew the theme and the soundtrack before i'd even before i had any knowledge of the film um i think edgar wright used a lot of goblin actually in some of his earlier stuff in space and and, and Shaun of the dead um so i'd heard a few things from goblin and i was like this is so like bad shit just bonkers because um they take like what is actually quite a really well thought out kind of like you know uh theme or like kind of central kind of like melody or whatever and then they use like any form of like instrument known to man to make the weirdest sounds and and things to kind of like play that same like tone in many different ways um there's so many sound like uh, incredible sound effects and like and and different ways of like producing this music that are just so interesting in uh, and a lot of the time they are like an insult to the ear but still somehow quite pleasing because it's following like these core melodies and whatever but it it really like it makes you even more uncomfortable when, when you're watching these scenes like um specifically there's like a a scene at the beginning where um it's all quite very kind of calm and moody and a girl walks over to the window and a, an arm smashes through the glass and you know pulls her head to the glass and there's blood going everywhere and then she's hung from the ceiling it's all crazy but there's this piercing soundtrack throughout the whole thing that makes me just want to go like i just want it to stop so the music will stop but it just adds to like the horror like the panic of like what the fuck is going on like oh my god oh my god oh my god and yeah. that's what this film is it's like it's just like how far can we push it how far can we push the color how far can we push the um the camera work right. like how how Reference. far can we push the set design <laughs> it's just everything turned to 200 yeah um and i find that amazing i just it's such a spectacle to watch like that's why i find it so fascinating it's like it's mm. like nothing i've ever seen before um and i love that i love that so much about it um that's true yeah no. and, and and i was just going to quickly say about like the the score in in the remake as well because um one of the first aspects of why i, I you know i noticed this was because tom york was making a new score for a movie and i was like, oh mate it's by the guy who did um like call me by your name you know he's a fantastic director this is gonna be really interesting and then i found out obviously it's like a suspiro remake and it's like that's brave okay this is interesting though and his score is just as kind of i think popular um as the goblin one was for for its film um sure yeah they they both so effectively kind of like encapsulate the unique qualities about about each interpretation like tom york's is so eerie and somber and just yeah i think that, i think that's a good way of explaining it but it adds to like the kind of melancholy and the unease of the entire film and and the just the i mean i mean he's so great you know what he's you know what his kind of sound is and like the his vocals especially like it just makes it seem like that this is the most depressing kind of like but enriched environment um he his score's fantastic for that film but it was just like another i just wanted to mention that because it was like another emphasis on like um like a similarity i guess between like the the original and the and the new one but um i would definitely recommend this film to watch for the reasons that we've listed um it is rather difficult to get through if you're someone who's really engaged by plot and and things like that i think it's charming 
but you know charming in the same way that kind of like Alice in Wonderland's charming you know it's it's, it's like it's just kind of like oh you know this is this is a bit of a, a weird story it's quite slowly paced and you know not much makes sense and but you're not really thinking about it you're just kind of like at the time like Alice in Wonderland was like oh wow look at the colors and holy shit like you know this is so strange it's like a whole world it's it's like that um but then when you watch if you then do watch the 2018 um remake or just reimagining i think is a better way of explaining it um that's a real joy um i think me and alex both much preferred that version um as a film um you know it is still incredibly and very strongly like soaked in experimental filmmaking um you know they're really really engaging and also very disturbing aspects of the new Suspiria um I remember I was very hyped to go and see it uh, it came out when I was in university studying film and my lecturer saw it the night before and he told me he walked out of it because it was so disturbing he he, he got like 20 minutes in and he went I'm going <laughs> he was like I'm, I'm done I can't be doing it um, and I was like fantastic i can't wait to see it then <laughs> that's exactly what i hoped it would be um but yeah um it's it's one of those things that i i think would if you guys like horror movies i think it's like a i would love to do like a a, a double screening like uh, like night of just watching this one and then that one back to back um maybe yeah. i think these films are are really interesting for uh, for something like that but um but yeah, no, that's not that's that's my kind of piece on it. I think it's it's a it's an amazing study piece. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree yeah. with that. I think even if like it's not your, uh... yeah, I I, I I don't I think you can't promise it's going to be for everyone. Is the thing? You, no, you can't. This is that. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, the majority of people are just going to watch it and go, "That was the weirdest shit I've ever seen." Yeah. What um, why, <laughs> why did watch? you recommend that to me? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was disturbed and also confused and not satisfied um but no yeah i mean it's it's just an interesting study piece um mm. i think a lot of people you know praise it for its um for its narrative and all that stuff i i'd love to be one of those people who you know jump on the bandwagon <laughs> and like yeah yeah it's like very brave. It's, so, yeah. <laughs> it's very brave like you know but i just i, I don't actually agree like i don't I, I i don't think it's something that is like a renowned like a complete masterpiece because no, no, to be a masterpiece um, it's like you know it has to be it has to win on multiple levels i think um, it's i do think it's are, like a cult classic like I, I do love this film i think his ideas are like uh perfectly interesting you know like the uh yeah. kind of like the more kind of like fairy tale aspect to it the f- very female centric cast um you know all this there's there's stuff in there to be dug to be dug into but i don't think this film has much interest in that <laughs> whereas like no. the remake i think has more interest in kind of exploring you know thematic ideas and whatever um but yeah i'd agree in general like it's uh it's a it's a it's, it's one of those history pieces that you shouldn't treat like homework because it is a treat um the 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 restoration they've done on this as well because like i watched this like on just on amazon prime and like the restoration they've done is fucking amazing um it looks... oh the 4k restoration <clears throat> is apps you can tell it's weird because like I, I i got this with um uh jazz on a summer's day like these really weird in like uh, like films that were just not like co- like commercially like 
um accepted or just like uh, like uh what's like profitable or like you know like these huge films that were just like they're, they're not like that at all but because they've got such like a uh iconic backing and like because they're, they're so renowned <laughs> and um cult classics hmm. um so much love goes into things like restoration it's like the best restorations for, uh, are usually done on the on the sm- the smallest of films this yeah. obviously being one of them it, it, I'm, I'm glad that you caught the the you know the 4k restoration thing because it is fucking beautiful especially with it the is color. gorgeous yeah and i was just it's also because like you know the way you probably would have seen this back in the day would have been like on a vhs tape and it wouldn't look like she is and then you get like the dvd where it's like standard definition not too great saying this and like the color is just popping it's really really beautiful and it's like really nicely shot really nice and clean there's no kind of like out focus like you know there was this uh 110 effort being put into into just shooting the film um you know I think other parts suffer, <laughs> maybe because of that. Yeah, like the editing and stuff. But you know, I can't. Yeah, I can't fault it. It's it, it's a it's a real treat to look at. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, mm. it's also something incredibly like, just fun to talk about. Like the specifically like certain scenes, like like the barbed wire scene, um, and all these kind of like, it's 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 like watching an audio meter where it's like. It, it's like really low all of a sudden and then out of nowhere like it, like the, the audio peaks and it's like Wah! and it goes back down again and it's like uh, that's like, that's like the 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 narrative of this movie like it's all kind of like ah, everything's like lit nicely and like it's daytime and it's it's everyone's having just a random chat and being kind of like um patronizing and um <laughs> you know uh everything's a bit weird and then nighttime hits and it's like nightmare 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 and it's <laughs> it's like the the most crazy fucking things that go on um and i love it i love it I, I, you know one specific bit that points out is the bit with the dog and the blind man where he's sort of like the way that that was shot was really compelling and the way that they try to kind of like emphasize those aspects like it really it's a really good film for like tension um uh, it's it's just a lot of fun to watch. It's really fun to like pick out and 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 watch certain scenes and go, you know, how did that make you feel? Um, a lot of like, uh, if if I ever did any studying on this in in uni, it was always just like that, showing it to a group of people and being like, how did that make you feel and why did it make you feel that, and kind of like comparing that to to, to how they tried to produce it at the time and what they tried to emphasize. And it's really interesting. It's like. Um, I'll probably link some things in the Discord that uh, it's like some good articles that I found back then um, on the cinematography and that stuff for this. But it's it yeah, it's a great study film. Um, watch it if you if you want to see like a wacky horror film. Um, I definitely give the I, I wanted to talk about it separately at some point, um, but the the new Suspiria because um, that's also fucking great. Uh, yeah, we'll cover we'll cover that. We'll get around to it. Yeah. Um, yeah alex overall overall ratings uh i'd say it's like Uh, a uh, six or a seven for me um it's 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 kind of like a for for most people i guess it'd be like a three maybe i think most people Um, are very that's that's completely fair people who love this film love this film and are like very unapologetic about it which i completely understand um Mm. i just think on this revisit 
I was just kind of like get going a bit like, okay, yes, yes, I get it. They are talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, um, I, I kind of sit in on the fence between that, you know, I, and I respect that there are aspects of it that haven't aged very well. No, um, yeah, definitely not. But uh, so I can't really call it a masterpiece. I think, I think, I think that'd even be for disingenuous the, for me I to think say even that. for the, the time it came out, it's a little, um, it's a little cruddy. It's strange. A bit cr- yeah, a bit kooky. It, you yeah. know, it didn't have the biggest budget. That's for sure. No. Um, they really made like a. I think that's why like a lot of students like it as well because like it doesn't look like it was made for much. No. Um, it was just very kind of like okay, well, we haven't got a lot here. Let's let's really try and like. <laughs> do something like all the sets feel like very setty and um but yeah you know whatever um but no i do it would be disingenuous for me to just come out and say look i think it's a masterpiece best horror film in the world um because it isn't but i do love this film uh, i've watched it probably about four times um uh, <laughs> i i probably will watch it even more times um I adore. I think it's an absolute pleasure to to just watch and like soak everything in, but that's because I'm a huge camera nerd and I I, I find it incredibly fascinating. <laughs> but um, so I'd give it like a four, um, cool. four out of five or like an eight out of ten. Um, but I do think it's one of my definitely favorite horror films. It's it's just a hard recommendation for most. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of our thoughts on Suspiria. That's um, no. Which, which, which? Yeah, it's pretty great. It's, it's pretty goofy. I love it. I love the, uh, the 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 creepy old lady and the little blonde old boy. You just sort of like <laughs> menacing sat in the corridor. Just, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so let's know funny if, you, games. Uh, if you watched at home. <coughs> um, it's my turn. Um, All right. Fucking hell. Sorry, I'm just trying to. I'm sorry, it's, I'm just... it's, 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 it's as if you want the episode to to actually end at some point. <laughs> I'm trying, me. To, trying to get them nice and tight. Um, oh, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. This is a. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Adam, I have to finish because I have to return some videotapes. There you go. I did the I did the meme. Um, American Psycho. <sighs> I live in the American Gardens building on West 81st Street, on the 11th floor. My name is Patrick Bateman. I'm 27 years old. I believe in taking care of myself, in a balanced diet and a rigorous exercise routine. In the morning, if my face is a little puffy, I'll put on an ice pack while doing my stomach crunches. I can do a thousand now. I use a deep pore cleanser lotion. In the shower, I use a water-activated gel cleanser. Then a honey almond body scrub. And on the face, an exfoliating gel scrub. Then I apply an herb mint facial mask which I leave on for 10 minutes while I prepare the rest of my routine. I always use an aftershave lotion 
with little or no alcohol because alcohol dries your face out and makes you look older. Then moisturizer, then an anti-aging eye balm followed by a final moisturizing protective lotion. There is an idea of a Patrick Bateman, some kind of abstraction, but there is no real me, only an entity, something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze, and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable, I simply am not there. Who, I, didn't, I usually write down my notes, and I didn't, who directed this? Mary Heron, that's it, Mary Heron. Um, yeah, so I, my film was American Psycho. Um, you know, Alpha Chad, just like me, me movie. Um, very, very like memed movie, very like screenshotted mm. and gifted and shared about and very just widely known by everyone, I think. Um, I saw this film for the first time like a couple years ago and I wasn't really all that taken by it um, I was just like oh you know it's kind of fine and then Whatever. the memes came out <laughs> in, in <laughs> well, 22 I, it's kind of had a it's had a resurfacing in the pop culture with like the kind of like Chad and Chad's and, and so was memes stuff and all that kind of stuff so very it's strange a, yeah. it's had a bit of a resurfacing because of that um, so I felt like it, it, I felt like giving it a revisit you know was worthwhile um to cash in on those sweet sweet reddit points and uh i think the f- i think this is a fucking amazing movie um where to begin christian bale is patrick bateman a a businessman of some sort we never really find out he just sort of he doesn't seem to do anything quite frankly <laughs> but he's a uh, doesn't wall- do any business doesn't do any lawyering he's a wall street guy money maker move move mover and groover um and it turns Epic. out he's he's killing people and having psychotic fantasies about bashing in his uh, colleagues' heads and getting jealous over their business cards and holding grudges and you know <laughs> completely mm. obsessed with himself and uh, and this world that he lives in, or is he? Um, and yeah, the film the film's uh, just it's 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 from this era that I have a real soft spot for this kind of late 90s and early 2000s like mm. frame i think films from that period there's a lot of shits in the, in the early 2000s and 90s i will say that like there's a lot of really really bad stinky 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 movies from that time um but there's also a lot of really iconic cinema from that time um so this has got a real special place in my heart because of that I think there's so much about the film that's iconic from, you know, it's from the performance, from the lines, the the scenes, the cinematography and stuff. Uh, it's just oozing, like, kind of, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I, I think that makes sense considering the production history on this. It's had a really kind of, like, rocky road to get where it wanted to be. Um, I think it's kind of got some parallels to Suspiria in that, like, you can kind of tell that this isn't really being shot for that much money. It's kind of on a bit of a shoestring budget. Um, you know, it's kind of trying to be this kind of art piece while also being a horror movie that's going to have appeal. Um, and it's, you'd think that these would be like conflicting things for me, but I think conflicting things for the film, but I think it all comes together so, so well um, that it is kind of like one of the modern masterpieces of our time. 
Um, mm. But yeah, what, what do you what do you what are your thoughts on American Psycho? Um, it's probably the funniest movie I've seen in in a while. Right. <laughs> um, I think one of the I I do I think we had this discussion in the pub or something like this about how um when it was even now like I I know back in film school days I know people used to kind of just be like shake their head like kind of like oh turn their head to this because it they saw it as kind of like you know kind of like revenge porn and like you know like our oh, toxic masculinity and all this stuff and really like hello really people said that well yeah just kind of like no. like at a first glance if you haven't really paid much attention to this or like right they're, they're kind of just like ah, oh, like you know fucking you know it's just another no, it's... male director's kind of fantasy thing about you know uh <laughs> kind of you know, taking like um like you know like exposing nudity or like women and it's like disrespectful to women all this stuff, you know right, and then it's you know it's directed by a woman and the whole point of this movie the whole way through is seeing how this is like it's kind of just like making fun of like like talk uh, or a bit more than toxic toxic masculinity but like um just this like obsession um of like of so many actually it's actually quite deep but like it's also meant to be like it's, it it really came into its into its form it's actually very um, deep um uh, it's like guys the, you're laughing at the memes but it's actually very deep but like it's it, it's 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 such like a great comedy because it's it's really making fun of like you know uh, of how absurd it all is and like kind of you know um yeah, well, on, surf- on surface, it looks like a, it looks like schlock. It looks like a kind of like low rent kind of horror movie slasher kind of thing. Um, but it's more, it's more like it is more of a mix of comedy and psychological thriller, and it does have more shit to say than just like glorifying violence or being like, you know, how cool is he? The the point, <laughs> and it's why the film I think has such like a uh, resonance in like. In, in in being memed and stuff because there's this kind of irony about Patrick Bateman where it's like you know you're not meant to like him <laughs> you, know, you know like that's the yeah. whole point of the film is that uh, he's not a you're not meant to be yeah he's not meant to be liked or like he's admired. not necessarily an affable guy yeah exactly um, yeah and people don't really realise that about the film that it's like directed by a woman not only that I think like also just written by women and you know is a very like had like a very female centric crew um and this was part of this was one of the things about the film where it really struggled to get made because of that. I think because I think the studio wanted a different director. They didn't want Christian Bale in the role because this was really his like breakout role. You know, like he mm. was in Empire of the Sun or whatever as a kid, but this was like his big like leading man role. And like yeah, the director sure. really fought for him, and he really fought for the director. And I think like you know. They wanted like David Cronenberg to direct at one point, and like, or like, uh, Le- and they wanted like Leonardo DiCaprio for the role and all this stuff. K-L. You know, they finally got him the agreement to make the film by like, um, mm. by basically kind of slashing the budget and going like, okay, but you, you know, yeah, you can find you can do it, but we're not going to give you all the resources you want, which is fine because then it it's not a film that necessarily needs it. Uh, you can kind of see 
you know you can just see a lot in this where they are kind of you can tell they're kind of stretching the budget thin in terms of like you know the sets and stuff they look a bit kind of shitty at times i think if you really pay close mm. attention to them um but you know uh, i think it all worked out in the end um yeah it's it's just uh and i i, I find it i do find it surprising that you say like there are people who like maybe turn their nose up at it as well because i do think it's just a very like beloved film in general it was controversial yeah, when know. it came out but um i wouldn't have expected people to to have kind of negative because i think it also does just play to a very basic like oh it's fun to watch like this kind of kooky horror film well yeah this is like this is this is my point was just like a lot of the um a lot of the complaints of this movie were just like i was watching it and i i was very wary of that because i haven't seen the thing the whole way through it was kind of like my first full watch of it Okay. And I was very wary of like everyone's opinion on it, from at least from my experience of people talking about it. I was just watching it, and I was like, not only was I laughing the whole way through, but like, I was going, like, none of what anyone was arguing about was, I think, at all valid. Like, what on earth is everyone talking about? Like, this whole thing is like taking the piss, um, and it's doing it like so well, and it's actually like a genuinely like good like script, um. Uh, and the other controversy I had as well, um, or I've heard about, is well, the, the biggest thing is that obviously American Psycho, the book, is a lot more um, striking. You know, the, the kind of the, apparently, I have, I've never read it, but um, it's a lot more violent, it's a lot more graphic, it's a lot more disturbing. And I guess you could argue that it was, I think people, uh, uh, you know, hardcore fans expected it to be what I imagine, you know, uh, the house that Jack built kind of was, you know how that was just like absolutely obs- obscene. Um, but it apparently uh, so a lot. Of, it it could, the film couldn't really win because the hardcore fans of the book were like, oh well, it should have been a lot worse than it actually was. Like I don't really agree with this take on the film. It's kind of like it's almost kind of like a a comedy and feels like a bit kind of muted. And then the other side of it, of people just being like, it shouldn't have been made at all because, like, it's doing this, that, and the other. It's disrespectful um, to women, and it's it's uh, like it, like what's the purpose of it even being made? Like, what's it trying to say? All this. Well, stuff? I think also like um, this is one of those early ones where <clears throat> it, this is like post like Columbine and stuff. So like, there was yeah. a lot of um, apprehension about just like having a film where your protagonist is is a serial killer and the glorification of that you know and uh, that whole conversation exactly, and, yeah. um there are people like protesting the film i, I was reading and like uh apparently it's crazy you know, right places was like yeah don't let them you know shoot in your you know in your shop or whatever if they want to and like a real kind of out out real kind of backlash and um and then even in its censoring like the film got like an nc nc17 uh for like one scene which is just kind of crazy well because he got like a blowjob in a scene and i guess they were like no you can't do that he's like it's in the threesome scene uh, but the chainsaw thing's absolutely fine well you can watch them have we, we can you can have you can watch simulated sex but you can't watch a blowjob it's like okay, yeah sure. crazy um mental so so yeah, like the film, the film did have a lot of like stumbling stumblings coming out of the block, but it's just so it's so good. Christian Bell is so um, great in this. Like he's a he's a terrific performer. It, anyway, like his other work would let you tell would tell you that. Um, mm. You can tell that this is a role that he's really just like 
really st- st- stop into the skin and of you know <laughs> like i know that's like the thing with bale is that he's a very like transformative actor i think this might be his most yeah, sort course. of transformative role not in that physical sense but just in that like every kind of little taken body reaction and his accent like his accent is fucking it's perfect like he you know he's a he's welsh <laughs> it's crazy yeah and you know and he's just fantastic as bateman and at, at doing like the very crazy kind of like you know you know the funny kind the of obscene. stuff the funny stuff you know yeah. like uh, <laughs> you know looking at the business cars and stuff and and killing Paul Owen and all that stuff but also like the very like raw and emotional stuff where he's breaking down and we get to see this like uh, person sort Other of behind the mask him, yeah. yeah yeah no I completely agree with you I think uh, it was the best part about this film is how compelling he is and his range because you do have that really raw crazy emotion you know where he's literally chasing people well that was also my favorite scene where he's fucking running down the corridor butt naked with a chainsaw um that's hilarious um but uh essentially yeah like seeing something like that which is just so obscene and so like outrageous and then seeing him like break down on the telephone like telling his lawyer that he's he's killed someone and he's never gonna see anyone again and and at the end where like he falls into that state of like confusion and just becomes like this echo and it's void and you just see it in his face and it's just like this is such like a such it's compelling like the the range of him is really compelling but like it's just fucking great it's like this is mental like he he is so yeah transformative in this role he's so compelling um and you know he really kind of adds that extra layer to the script because the script itself is also hilarious um like but by the time that we made it like to the the original like the bit in the restaurant i was already in tears by like all the all the bits of dialogue and stuff um Mm. he makes every everything everyone and everything so uncomfortable like and he makes you so uncomfortable like the way that he talks to like women and the way the way he treats women but also like the way that he presents himself in terms of like um trying to like overthrow his colleagues and how like it goes into like such deep specifics about how like unique he is in terms of his is like his process and his morning routine and the way that he his life is and how he's so different from everyone and then you go into the boardroom and well, I like, don't know if that's even I don't com- know if that's the uh, commentary there actually <clears throat> I well, even even a, so, I think it's more of a like a court in a system kind of thing. Like I do this, I do, I, I have this very methodical. Uh, He's like I'm an echo of myself. Well, I just have this very like I'm mechanic n- routine. Yeah. yeah, there's no enjoyment yeah. in it. It's all just for the outcome. But I also took it on the sense that like he definitely genuinely thinks that, that's an like, interesting take, though. Yeah, that he thinks there's a ego. He, yeah, like he he definitely sees himself as like the. The hierarchy and he loves that but then sure. and then you have the scene with the credit like the um the 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 gram with his little card and they're comparing Ooh. cards and like he thinks he's the the shit of that room and then someone comes over to him and completely mistakes him for like uh as someone else because they all look exactly the same and he's just like kind of justifying it like yeah but i've got a better haircut and like it's easy mistake you know he's an idiot um and like literally 
like sweating massively over like seeing this better card from someone else who literally is like exactly the same person um but seeing him break down like over the film and like how he then starts to become you break out of that mold and people start calling him out for being strange and you know it just his at his behaviors get worse and worse and um and he kind of spirals out of control but yeah the whole thing was just like weirdly compelling i wasn't expecting it to be but it was fascinating to watch and um i saw a lot of people like comparing this to something like nightcrawler with like jake yeah. hall's performance and that yeah but, like, I, see that. I think i mean this is a hot take but i did think that like uh, nightcrawler was a little bit overrated i think that like um i don't think it's a bad film but i think that a film like this i just felt that um as it, within his role he showed a lot more range and was a lot more compelling um i think like the commentary was a lot better um than sure. something like nightcrawler no sure um, but it's, it is similar in that like it's um <clears throat> you know it's what like, he's trying to do yeah you know like protagonists who are who are bad people but you kind of get uh, you kind of want to see him succeed uh, that kind yeah, of thing in a, weird, you know, in a weird way yeah you know it's yeah. it's taxi driver it's breaking bad it's it's a character archetype that like we just really like we're like kind of just tragic heroes i guess they are in a, in a way it's morbid um uh morbid curiosity right yeah um, <laughs> in a weird way yeah i think this film, film has a lot of influence in general though like um the thing mm. that was really that's really sticking with me when i rewatched it um in terms of a film that it's had a lot of influence on i think joker i think joker has absolutely taken like we always talk about how joker takes notes from taxi driver taxi and driver yeah. king of comedy i think it's take i think it takes a lot from american psycho too the whole um questioning at the end of the film of well what was real and what wasn't what and was yeah and even just following this kind of unreliable narrator and you know it's a, it's a different angle but i think the, the the goals are very similar actually and in terms of like the reflections of society mm. and you know and hierarchical structures which is kind of like the critique because there's a critique on masculinity within the film but i think it's wider than just that it's a it's a higher kind of class of people that the film's really jabbing at obviously because of yeah. the wall street guys and stuff and it makes sense because it's you know this is set in uh this is set in the 80s this is like drawing a very like you know this is this is like Point right on the cusp of a very yeah. uh turbulent economic time where you do have these kind of leeches who were you know uh you know manipulating capital for their own advantage and i think that's part of the commentary as well i think it you know comparing mm. <laughs> comparing and i i wonder if like um that's something that doesn't land today as much because i don't know how much you see like you know the business let's get let's get this bread type person <laughs> out and about it, you know these days yeah definitely but i'm sure at that time that was a really searing kind of critique to kind of point at these peacock you know uh, yeah would you like pe- peacock that's peacock, a really but, interesting yeah. point you're, i think you're complete i think you're spot on there um definitely in the time that it came out as well it's a lot yeah, more kind yeah. of it's a lot more there's a lot more i <laughs> mean in, a, in in that in that society today it's there's a lot more complexity to that that you know there's a lot more commentaries in 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 that regard um and a lot more different kind of avenues but yeah like for, you're completely right and i've never heard the, the the joker kind of like comparison before with american psycho but i think yeah, that's also completely accurate um and i think that 
also like narratively as just like a, a story it's quite engaging as well like the the aspects of uh obviously willem dafoe playing the detective all the way through and that being like a kind of main main kind of plot point is him not really knowing if he's going to be caught for this murder and um <laughs> you know even that is solid like it's it's a it's quite engaging and it's also yep. you know adds to the whole thing about what is real and what isn't like yeah is he like joshing him or is it just like in his head like is he just a completely like normal detective who's you know just like i don't know he, he, you know it, it does make you question yeah a bit like joker like what is actually real what's in his head and this is really you know, interesting like did he um... actually kill people or did he just think <laughs> about doing it or well you know? yeah because obviously you see like yeah his assistant like opens up his diary and you see all the drawings and stuff and it's like Weddy's is Weddy's is kind of fast Weddy's his uh kind of deluded fantasies and when he kind of talks to his lawyer and the lawyer doesn't recognize him he's like i don't know who you are like is that you know part of it and everyone people people always call him different names and he never really seems to react to it and it's it's got all those kind of like question marks that just um make it fun to revisit and mm. that's what I was saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's this kind of like otherworldly feeling to it as well in terms of like the reality. Like there is this kind of sense of heightened heightenedness to it in terms of like if if there are delusions and stuff and this feeling and Patrick even comment comments on it in the film that like he, you know, he deserves to be punished and he isn't and he doesn't know why. Something's so mm. is and it seems like there's some kind of external force that's kind of letting him kind of get away with what he does and like uh, and that's interesting to just even think about like what is that is that is that a commentary on you know capitalist society and <laughs> how you know the rich are protected yeah it, and... it is a question of how far does that <laughs> how deep does that go yeah exactly. um yeah it's in is it yeah that's 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 an interesting thought that's what i mean and but also, it's also like, um... but it's also just a super fun like it's fun to watch him just you know slash him it's, it's <laughs> slash so up funny with an axe. and it's very funny i love it's when they're in the so in the cab. so funny they're in the cab and you know she's like asking why they got to go to this thing he's like because i want to fit in <laughs> she's so fucking good yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah when, the, when he's talking to his um his wife and it's just like all the things that like you you could tell that he's thinking just come out uh, but like uh, the way that she kind of reacts to it, it's just like, oh, well, what a silly goose, right? And, people... know, and he's like, no, I actually fucking hate you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And people don't I actually despise you. People are always not hearing what he says, right? Like I'm in, yeah, I'm in murders and uh, whatever he says, and like, oh, murders and acquisitions. <laughs> um, yeah, and is that part of the delusion thing? Is is that like when he says that? Is that is that what he thinks? Is that what he's thinking? It's just very like there's so much like texture to it that I just really appreciate in terms of in terms of those elements of the film. You know, like I'm I just... imagine with a second watch, it's it's probably even more engaging because you do get those things where it's like, did he actually just say that, or did he think that? Yeah, exactly. You know, did which he I think do those be... things, or did he think about doing it? Yeah, which like in the case of something like I think Joker, it's a little dumb, right? But with this, like because this film you know i think it's just a lot more commentary isn't it on there's more of an actual yeah there's more of an actual like target being aimed at so you can kind of focus (laughs) your sights on something and And appreciate uh, it more when it lands you know yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's why it is so kind of like engaging yeah Mm. um that bit in the um oh god i've just forgotten it oh no where he's um (laughs) <laughs> yeah he comes out the apartment with the body bag 
puts in the back of the taxi and his mate comes up like oh hi how are you doing he's like no you're mistaken it's not me <laughs> his de- his delivery of, um with certain lines it just made me crease it's um when, when he like looks at the bag he's like oh, is that louis vuitton <laughs> like, yeah. it's so, yeah, so good it's so good yeah there's so many bits like that it's really hard to kind of point them out because it is basically just the whole way through um yeah I think the, and the that, memes the do make it funny yeah but no, true. the 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 memes uh, the fact that it's been memed to hell isn't why it's funny i completely forgot about the memes i was a bit like um leonardo DiCaprio in the armchair at certain bits where like you'd be walking down the corridor or I've or he was one, sat yeah. by the window with the uh closing his eyes and listening to music <laughs> like yeah. that's I, I was kind of like oh there it is but um yeah that it, it, I thought it was going to throw me out more than it actually did because mm. the context of it and how it flowed in the scene made it, it was so seamless. I, I I couldn't think of anything else other than how like what I was watching was just so well put together. Um, it's hilarious. It's so funny, um, and I think it, yeah, it is definitely expertly crafted and really quite cleverly like you know really considered. Um, and I wasn't expecting that to be my kind of take on it going in i wasn't I, I really didn't expect to come out and be like yeah that was a really interesting and like considered film i can't wait to have a conversation about this and you know what people actually like what they think it all meant <laughs> um really wasn't the yeah really didn't think i was going to think that going into it but um yeah it was so sick it was um i kind of almost don't want to like it but uh given, given how much i've heard that people don't but i just do it, it is funny um well, I've never, I've never heard any hate for the film, and I think that's down to the fact that like, it does function as both. It functions as like kind of you know, kind of like your first kind of thinky film in a way. Like I think for a lot of people, this would be the first kind of one of those kind of first films where you really go like, hmm, I think this was about something. Um, but it's also just perfectly entertaining and functional and well constructed and performed. And like, I, I really look for that in movies, and I think like you know mm. uh so like i would give this like a nine out of ten and like i you know i think why i'd rate above like suspiria for me is just because that's kind of like what i look for i kind of look for something that can work as both um the duality have, of like yeah yeah and have kind of like that layers to it you know and have kind of angles to go for and like i'm not saying all the paths it goes down are very like you know endless <laughs> i think it is kind of limited yeah. in what it says and uh you know in terms of replayability it kind of works in its favor though doesn't it yeah but i think it's kind of simplicity is what makes it strong it's just super Mm. it's just so tight and well constructed and put together and you can just tell there was there is genuine like thought and love being put into the making of it um and it is from that era of of film that where i just think like films were just kind of like that like you could just kind of watch it brainlessly and it's a perfectly good time but you can also kind of engage with it deeper and like kind of have a little yeah. chill on it i think about like you know the matrix and i don't know like it starts the, the big i always call it like the big poster movies you know <laughs> like you can just kind of yeah. in your mind's eye you see all the posters i feel like it was a it was a little bit of a golden era wasn't it i think it's, it's a, in, in that sense look again i don't think it is full of shit <laughs> i don't think films in general were good but like the iconic films from that time from this mm. kind of stretch like i think are, mm. are just very unique for that um 
and yeah, Mercosoc is no no exception to that. Yeah, I've, I I've, I think what you delved into was really interesting. I I couldn't I couldn't elaborate elaborate on that any better than you did. Um, I think it is really actually quite engaging. Um, I I do think it's like kind of like the eight nine out of ten as well. Um, really hard to kind of really yeah it is really hard to kind of like pinpoint an exact thing that I dislike um uh yeah it's it it has a point to prove but it also at the same time doesn't you could it's it is a perfect kind of you can watch it and just enjoy it I guess or just like um laugh at it or you know appreciate its absurdity and just genuinely have a good time but the the they it do it it do it does kind of explore some avenues that are really kind of thought provoking in a weird way it's weird to say it like that but it, it is true and it, it's it's cleverly done um and i respected that a lot you know it it was very good in many areas um and one of those films that i also wasn't like like you know screaming about in terms of uh is cinematography but like i think when they shot this they they kind of like got the perfect it wasn't like ugly by any means but like you know it wasn't overly lit it wasn't like overly composed it was just kind of observational in a weird way and that really worked for it um it used a lot of like just natural light um and its camera movements were often sometimes like really you know long lenses far away it was very kind of similar to uh my thoughts on on uncut gems in the sense that that film was shot with like really long lenses and stuff like that it's it felt really observational you're watching from afar but also sometimes you were invited in uh to kind of explore it a bit deeper and and those aspects works it wasn't as stylistic as uncut gems by any means but like the kind of psychology behind that and i thought that was really that was really quite clever it just wasn't it wasn't meant to be the forefront of it 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 really kind of just seamlessly did that uh in the best way that it could um and it worked it wasn't like blazing at all um but yeah it's like yeah i think alex said it perfectly it's just um weirdly thought-provoking um but i i just yeah it was i thought it was fucking hilarious uh really really funny um but yeah that's um that's american psycho cool um, I, I was also aware that they made a second one. I was uh, searching it up. Yeah, there um, is. A... I imagine it was terrible. I don't know why they would have made a second one. There's a yeah. There's a straight to DVD sequel. Uh, Amazing. With Mila Kunis. Oh, how did that happen? Uh, there's um, a lot. There's a lot of those. There was a. You've seen. There's like a Donnie Darko too. For these like kind I of. I did not know that either. For these are kind of like cult movies. They made a lot of like just straight to DVD like sequels to just kind of cash in on the. Like, oh okay, my god! Well, so they made we they made Patrick... we can't get the crew together, but <laughs> we're like just kind of make us make a sequel that doesn't really have anything to do with the original. But so it was like like was Bateman even in the second one? No. What? Yeah, no. William Shatner's in it, and Mila. Co- what a weird cast. Um. Oh yeah, that's a, oh that, I've got to watch that. That's fantastic. You, no, I don't think you do. <laughs> oh, that's, that, is, that is fantastic. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I really enjoyed it. That was, that was a really interesting one to revisit. 
Um, yeah, bloody hell. The memes were also very funny. I did enjoy the memes. <laughs> That's good. Mm. Um, all right, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Double feature. Um, if you like the show, you want to support it and help us out, give five star review, as you said earlier, on uh, Spotify and iTunes and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, mm. Keep up to date. Socials in the description. Go uh, follow that. We have a link to the Discord as well. Join Discord. Be part of the conversation. Talk to us one on one. Send in recommendations because uh, I think American Psycho is also one of the viewer suggestions. So thank you for that. Uh, you know, send send if you want to hear something be talked about. We maybe will eventually talk about it on the show. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> nice. Go, go, go to Patreon. Patreon.com, final draft, £5 a month, you know the deal. Um, I don't know what's coming next. I don't know when we're going to release next. We just, we're, you know, we're trying. I uh, appreciate your patience, as always. Mm. Uh, and as always. We appreciate your... Uh, tune in. Um, yeah, yeah. Your continuing support in all socials as well. You guys share so much of what we do um, and kind of speak with us on socials and uh email discord that kind of thing um and we really appreciate that we thank you very much mm. um and indeed getting to the end uh you do thank yes. you you're very do you well. have a um do you actually have a uh, a thing for the next double feature that you want me to watch oh shit yes double feature <laughs> of course it's double feature <laughs> we haven't done this in a while see i, see, I prepared um you tell me yours <laughs> okay whilst you okay. quickly scurry <laughs> yes sorry um, this is one that I've actually I saw like uh, a, a trailer for this like last year I, it was during Covid times it's all a bloody blur um, but as soon as I saw it it looked like a kind of like one shot film I still don't know if it is or not but it looks that way and I was like oh this just looks really really interesting um, and it was actually nominated for some, some quite a few awards actually it was kind of like the uh, kind of like the newcomer outstander uh, directed by Philip um, Barantini, I believe it's uh, how his, his name is pronounced. Uh, it's a film called Boiling Point, um, about like a chef, like kind of like it's like a one night in a restaurant, uh, in a kitchen, and things go terribly wrong or something or other. I, I don't, I've never watched it, um, but I was incredibly intrigued by it, and I need an excuse to watch it. Okay. Um, so I wanted to suggest it. Um, I think. Because it's uh, we we've got Oscars coming up, haven't we? Um, yes, we do. So we'll have to do we'll have to do something around then. But I do believe it's Maybe. one of, one of the ones put up for for Oscars. Is it okay? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Okay, my film is gonna be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drum roll. Let's do this one. Um. So we haven't done. We haven't done a documentary on the podcast before. Um, Holy shit. So I thought, I think let's do it. Why don't we do We should do a documentary. Why not? Um, mm-hmm. And this is a documentary maker where I haven't seen any of his work really, but I, I want to see it uh, and this documentary in particular because it's quite wild apparently. Um, Grizzly Man by Werner Herzog. Um, Grizzly Man? Is... It's mm. going to be our next one for the double feature. Um, it's about a man 
who tries to like befriend bears i think is the idea <laughs> and uh I, I i imagine that's a bad idea but i guess we'll find out Chrissy man there we go well yeah I, I imagine yeah that is a terrible idea i would not uh recommend that but is that a new one or is that kind of like a an it's old an old one, one. On it's 2005 Wow, that's cool though. Do you know what? I was that's so weird. I was actually going to recommend a documentary to watch. Um, it is right on my letterbox. It is literally the card right next to Boiling Point. Um, so, great minds, Alex. Great minds, mate. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, thanks for listening, folks. Hopefully, by uh, next week, my brain won't be rotting. And. Uh, we should hopefully be back soon. Love that. Love that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Thanks, guys. See you around.